Right, hello everybody and welcome to this Batman Forever commentary track. My name is Josh Clemens or Barrett. And I am Dalton Barrett, aka Barrett Digital. We are watching Batman Forever, but it's not just the two of us, because we've got a special guest on today. Hi, I'm Colin and I'm also here. For some reason, he decided to to come and watch this horrible. Well, okay, I say that it's not exactly. as bad. It's as... not. Hold on, hold on. We watched. Not... We watched Superman for the Quest for Peace last time, so I don't think anything we ever watch again will be bad. Um, I will say that these these titles have given me very Superman porn um, feelings. I don't know that it's these are a little better Ooh. than they're Superman a little bit better, 4. but they also induce a bit of a seizure in me. Right. Maybe it's just a 90s thing, I guess? I, I, I have to assume. I've always liked the spotlight behind the uh, the spotlight effect. Um, Same. Oh, here we go. Here's, here it is. <laughs> yes. It's incredible. The money shot. The the absolute money shot of this movie. <laughs> was it... Was it? I actually... Um, my favorite Batman suit from the early Batman movies is the Returns Batsuit. Because it's gorgeous. Um... But I do want to give some respect to the all of the 90s bat suits for just being really well constructed. And this movie is no exception to that. All of them. Except the ice suits, because it was like very like recycled. Sure, but they were still good. The sonar suits um, are some of my guilty pleasure suits. Now, the, the best- one Kilmer one, this one was sonar, and the one Cooney wore was a. Uh- Right, the uh, ice suit. I, the ice suit was a recycled version of the sonar suit. Yeah, I, um, they painted like silver on the cowl. And... The uh, that was the best line in the whole movie, and we didn't even talk about it. The sandwich. No, the sandwich line is. <laughs> it has got to be one of my favorites. Um, I mean, I would say that this is probably the first time I've seen this movie in at least ten years. That's what me and uh, me and Colin were talking about before it started. It's been so long since I've actually watched this movie, uh, but I've probably seen it more than any other Batman movie. It's just been a long time. One thing I like about it uh, is it does just get straight into the action. Like there's no mm-hmm. like there's no yeah. waiting around yeah, for like, this I'm, movie I'm, to start. Yeah, there's no origin story for Two Face, which I kind of appreciate. Well, it is, but it's they they launch right into him being Two Face. It's you think it's speaking of, huh? speaking of Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face is really well done. It's a good casting. I just I can't get over how great Billy D. Williams as Two Face could have been. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We should say we're all big uh, Keaton fans, so. Might be a bit of bias, but these are fun movies. Well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to watch this with the boy, uh, with Colin, is because me and him both have a weird appreciation for uh, this movie, but specifically Val Kilmer as Batman. We were talking about it somewhat recently. Um, And he may be my favorite Bruce Wayne, period. Not necessarily Batman, but Bruce Wayne, I think. He just like has... I can't remember enough of it. He, he plays everything off so well. That the um, the shot of him like swinging in from the spotlight, which is something that I remember, and it, it's beautiful. I always I remember this guy's voice somehow, just like as a repressed memory. <laughs> but you said you'd let me live. 
like I forgot until just now, but it's just like that just came yeah. back to me. It's it's, it's like uh, the Kim Spider Man thing where he's like, no Spider Man, no. It's like that. It's yeah. It it does remind me of some of those <laughs> Raimi things. Also, one thing I want to uh, commend this movie for: great looking bat signal. It's uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's it's great. It's the perfect balance between that realistic Nolan signal and like the uh, the the eighty nine like super fake looking. It's a really good balance of those. Also, the worst Gordon, which is sad because I love these movies. I wish Gordon was more useful. Um, I think that's I think that's more of a product. I'm going to pin that on being a product of the time. I would agree. I'm just thinking, if like these characters aren't important. I would agree if 66 didn't have a great Gordon. They, they had no excuse to not have a good Gordon because year one existed. And year one is what established Gordon as like a big character. So like they, they could have done something with it, but it didn't, which is fine. But, you know, that's, uh, Val Kilmer's Batman voice uh, is also pretty great. Um, it is. And that's something I had never picked up on because I haven't seen this movie since I was ten years old. But <laughs> yeah, the, the the sort of difference between I can remember parts of his Bruce Wayne and the differences between this Batman and his Bruce Wayne are quite they're very they give me animated series vibes, which I appreciate. Right. Uh, Nicole Kidman is horribly cast in this movie. Um, <laughs> they her and her and Val Kilmer have zero charisma whatsoever. Yeah, and that's really sad. Uh I, I'm watching this on the DVD that was released sometimes, and I, it like pops up with, um, you know, based on characters by Bob Kane. And I just feel so bad. <laughs> I do too. I don't want to talk about it. Um, the the style of this movie shot. is also great. Um, the machine guns, like with the neon in them. Um, oh yeah. But everything in this movie is like neon and bright, and yeah. it's such a. It's almost a breath of fresh air. Well, it, it also really clashes with um, with the Burton stuff, which kind of sucks because these are supposed to be in the same universe, and I love the Burton stuff so much. It doesn't feel like the same Gotham City. Um, no, no. Also, I feel like this is a good fight scene that is just horribly shot. But yeah, I don't, I yeah. Mean, I think there's like uh, I'm seeing some choreography in there. It's just between the fifteen thousand camera classes. <laughs> And I think that goes a, a little bit more to uh, um, Schumacher as a director than it does any anything else. But it also, mm. apparently, a little bit of trivia, this opening scene, Val Kilmer lost five pounds just filming this um, because that suit is so hot. So I would also understand yeah. if that's the reason that it looks horrible. Also, that little run, I just a minute ago. <laughs> that little run down the hallway is hilarious. <laughs> A minute ago, when Batman like stops the guy from going through the elevator shaft, that's probably one of the most Batman things that I've seen in recent years. This guy is uh, this guy auditioned for Admiral Ackbar, but he didn't get it. <laughs> it's a trap. I also have vivid memories of this too. This little yeah, scene. I, do you know what? Do you know what this movie reminds me of the most? It's the Lego Batman game. <laughs> no, I can see, see it. I, the, the Burton movies, or when I replay Lego Batman out of nostalgia, the Burton movies remind me of them the most because they have the same score. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, they, they use the score. 
the bat the the Dan Elfman Batman theme is one of my favorite things. I I it's one of my favorite superhero themes. I I I know Dan Elfman gets a lot of hate. Um but I love Dan Elfman. And like his Batman theme, his Spider-Man theme are two of my favorites. Right, cuz Danny Elfman is Danny Elfman. That's just how it is. Right. The the trumpets, uh, it's beautiful. Um right. I also this scene is uh, th- these seem less stylized than the Burton stuff, but they they have their own style to them, which is really neat. Um, like the the bathing that in red, there's no reason they had to do that, but it looks great. Um, right. Bathing the interior of this this safe in red is just great. Also, um, you've said about like the security guard giving you sort of flashback PTSD, and when he when he was like, "It's boiling acid," that's when I got him. In my opinion, it's you know, like, you know who he sounds like, Josh, and nobody's gonna get this reference, but he sounds like Gold Digger from Robot the Family. <laughs> They've got the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> think, uh, you know, I've got to say, as far as like, oh, as far no. as sort of this being built in a set which it does look uh, it looks like it's made in a set and it's been done in a set but it's still practical which I appreciate the only piece of CG that I noticed so far also that was a little rough green screen but we've watched Superman 4 recently so no no green screen will ever be bad ever again <laughs> uh, but the, the chain I saw earlier was uh, was CG also the this this reverse footage here of it being pulled yeah. out it's the same shot in reverse and it's it's great also this um you were talking about we just said i just said i like how it's practical and not a lot of cg and now there's a helicopter going through the city and it looks like i'm watching godzilla like <laughs> yeah these movies did come out uh within this and godzilla came out within like two years of each other so that makes sense do you know what I used to really like Godzilla? Like, I, I loved it when I was younger. And then I watched it when I was older, and I was just like, this is possibly the worst thing I've seen in a long time. So this is a, this is an older way of doing uh, um, a CGI effect, which would basically be you would computer animate um, the helicopter in this instance onto a green screen and then chroma key that into your either drone footage or uh, not drone at this time helicopter footage of the city um and well, well what, this was miniatures this, this was miniatures so they just kind of waved the camera in and out right right so but what that creates is that creates this really weird effect where um yeah it doesn't quite nothing quite matches up because it's hard to match the lighting of a green screen shot and also put in a cg effect um, and that's that early 2000 CG that when you see it, it's pretty much done that way. We don't do it there. I say we, I don't do any of that, but they don't do it that way anymore. Oh, this is the part that's always confused me because for the longest time, I thought Gotham was supposed to be New York because of this, <laughs> because the Statue of Liberty's in it. And then every now and then, like when we were watching Superman four, we talked about this actually, um, <laughs> right, yeah, because they use they New York as a backdrop for Metropolis. Right, because the Twin Towers were in it. Also, I love the uh, the Statue of Liberty's hat says Gotham across it. <laughs> I didn't even see that. What a clever! Oh, uh, well, is this a Zack Snyder film? 
about about Schumacher. It's uh, like, in in my opinion, I really don't mind the style of change. Like, I don't mind them going the neon route and like the big like bright Gotham. Like, I think that's fine, and like that's the demographic and whatnot. Not not Burton Gothic, you know his Gotham and whatnot. But like, I if this was done better, I really wouldn't mind a Gotham like this and a Batman movie like this. Oh no, I I completely agree there. My issue comes so, like, with them. Not, they they I should have done. Should, you know, Schumacher's Gotham as like a, as like a, you know the the Batman fans or whatever. Because like I think this is great. No, I I agree. I enjoy his kind of vision for Gotham with the. Uh, it's very really futuristic, right? It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's like a futuristic gothic kind of kind of thing. Right. My thing is they should have gone full reboot if that's what they're gonna do. Um, that's yeah. just my I thought. Reboot, honestly. Uh, it almost feels futuristic, in a way. Yeah, yeah. All the all the building design really does. For being honest. Uh, Josh, do you want to give the trivia about Jim Carrey? Oh yeah, so I was, I was looking up some stuff about this film, and before I say, I just want to say that Val Kilmer's like Bruce Wayne. He's already one of my favorites just because he's he's like he's charming, but he's not too cool. He's nice enough that to everyone in his company, which is something that I've always liked. And it's like there's a nice contrast here between this and the dude that we just saw. But apparently, <laughs> Jim Carrey and Val Kilmer became best friends on this movie because they bonded over their father's deaths, <laughs> which is <laughs> just kind of odd in many ways. That's not the one I was thinking of. I was thinking of the fact that uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, I know. I know what you're thinking of. <laughs> Jim Carrey w- wanted to shave his head and shave question marks into it, which would have been a really neat look for um, for Two Fate or, or for Riddler. But uh, he couldn't because <laughs> he was he was divorcing his wife and had to go to court, and so he would have had to go to court with question marks shaved in his head <laughs> for his divorce oh. trial. That just means he wasn't dedicated to the character enough. Oh, that's so true. You're very right. So here's my um, here's my issue with the villains of this movie. Because I like Tommy Lee Jones as an actor. I like Jim Carrey as an actor. I like the character of the Riddler. And I like the character of Two-Face. What they did was they looked and said, okay, Batman Returns didn't do as well as Batman. What what made Batman do well? People really liked the villain. So they said, we've got these other Batman villains. Let's make them both the Joker. Let's turn them both up to 10. And we're going to have a wacky Joker-like Two-Face. And Riddler can be that way. But the, they have two characters that are like that, both fighting for screen time. And so that's that's my issue when it comes to the villains of this movie. I think they're well cast. I think they're well acted. And I think they're somewhat well written. But it's like they said, let's just put two Jokers in this movie uh, under different names. I will say my favorite, uh, my favorite middle actor is definitely Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> right, right. We're not I, having I, that discussion. I didn't really think about it like that until now, but now that you say that, Dalton, I I do kind of agree. They're both like they're after after the studios after the success of of Joker in '89. It's what it feels like at least now. 
Yeah, and yeah. and and that's fine. I I think they should have done maybe had Riddler as the wacky Joker like character, and then maybe played Two Face straight, and that could have balanced them out. But yeah. I, yeah. this um this slide into <laughs> the Batcave, it's kind of it's one of the <laughs> coolest things I've seen, and it's one of the most cheesy, <laughs> just pure two thousand things I've seen. <laughs> It's 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 very um, <laughs> uh, it's very Bond. Um, yeah, especially when he steps out of it and he like he takes off his coat and Alfred's there to pick it up. Right. Uh, one thing I do like is the projection on the face. Um, yeah. While he's yeah. sliding down. But yeah, it's very it's very Brosnan era James Bond is what it reminds me of. My my question is does does that mean he has a tunnel that goes from Wayne Tower to underneath his house, or is the Batcave just underneath Wayne Tower? I'm thinking multiple Batcaves and multiple Alfred what, robots man, too. <laughs> He's just got <laughs> Alfred died like ten years ago, so he just built animatronic robots of him to keep in his various Batcaves. <laughs> that that was an idea for an Alfred in uh, Batman vs Superman 2004. I want to say. Oh, interesting. Kind of. Alfred, did... Alfred would have been dead, and so he had like a holographic Alfred. Interesting. Also, Nicole Kidman's coming on far too strong in this scene. They, they just they they don't have chemistry, and it's 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 like Aquaman. It's like watching Aquaman, watching Amber Heard and um, uh, uh, shoot, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa try and because they did. I like Aquaman. I do a lot. They have zero chemistry, and so they just don't work well together. It's like watching that. I mean, <laughs> this is her, her and Bruce Wayne slash Batman's relationship is easily the worst part of the movie. And like going back to what you said about making both of the villains Joker, it's like them looking back and going, "Okay, people like Batman. What's good in Batman? People liked the Joker. People must have liked Vicky Vale." And so they just made rip-off Vicky Vale. It's like rip-off Vicky Vale mixed with Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Yeah, and uh, well, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was meant to come back for this film, but literally everyone who wasn't uh, a main character was just like, no, this looks awful. I don't, I don't want to be in this. <laughs> yeah. Kilmer's Catwoman is one of my favorites. That's so clean. It's not, mm. it's very well made. I wish it was the 89 emblem just because I love that so much. I think the dimension on this one's much better. Yeah, but I like the I like the extra I like the little extra pieces. Oh, yeah, the bottom, yeah. Um, you know, do you know now? Um, Alvin, <laughs> the score just bumps up right there for him just diving off of a building. It's beautiful. It's great. <laughs> it, it, it's pure. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I don't know. I don't know how they. I guess they just. I know. Go ahead. Interesting. Well, I know. Oh, I know that... okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should... They couldn't okay. shoot it properly, but the idea in the script was Batman jumps off the building and lands in the seat of his car. So they just <laughs> cut to the and showed a shot of the seat of his car and then showed him sitting in it. <laughs> I also remember this scene too very vividly. This actor yeah, is just. I think that's because it, 
it like traumatized me when I was a kid. This actor is chewing every piece of of scenery. Um, not Jim Carrey, the Jim other Carrey. guy. No, 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 the other uh, guy. <laughs> Jim no, Carrey's no, boss it, is just not not William H Macy. Is that? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna call him not William H Macy. There you go. I like to think that he also turned into a main Batman villain. <laughs> Clock King. There you go. Okay, who did he turn into? Uh, Clock King. Yeah, there you go. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, that's good. Hey, do you know what? He he should have been Commissioner Gordon. You know what? That's, that's not bad. I don't, mind, I, I don't mind the actor for Gordon. I just, I think, I actually, I like his voice, and he's a solid enough actor. But I think... Um, uh, I think they could have written him better. Also, this, if I remember correctly, this machine, it's supposed to make him hypothetically smarter, correct? Like, that's the idea? It's supposed to make it takes, Nygma... I think it takes, it takes not William H. Macy's brainwaves and transfers them to Nygma's, yes, I believe. Okay, but they never really pay that off, right? Like, does no, he no, get no, smarter as the, the movie end, goes on? Oh, spoilers. At the end, he reverses it. So he gives all of his brainwaves away. Well, no, I knew that because he, he start, his face starts melting. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, are we watching Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> yes. Can we be watching Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah, like, it's like he's put on the TV about fish and now he's thinking about fish so Enigma can tell <laughs> what he's thinking about. So Enigma's going to have a lot of IQ. Basically, Enigma's machine works about as well as watching TV. I remember that too. That little dance. Yeah. Yeah, same. Fred. <laughs> That's his name. He's Fred. Mm. Jim Carrey, I forgot how like you said about the other dudes chewing the scene. I forgot how much Jim Carrey chews the scenes. What's well, just... He's toned it down a little bit in he, his old age, but... It's, it's, it's like pure mask. Yes. Yeah, he's kind of around. It's the Joker. I mean, it's the Joker thing. Right. They said, do the Jim Carrey thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, all right. Next time I need to insult someone, I'm going to call them a toad. <laughs> you demented, bizarre, unethical toad. <laughs> oh, this this was the part that I remember when he drags him in the chair. Yes. You're fired. <laughs> I don't know if it's the accent or this guy's voice that just resonates with me. I don't know. I like it. I also like how Jim Carrey pushed this dude so hard that he's going to travel through <laughs> an entire floor of the building and through a window. <laughs> I Maybe the building's at an angle, Josh. <laughs> that, that seems like a very <laughs> unhealthy way to work. Yeah, this I mean this scene where he's yelling out into the city, that's that's very joyful. Yeah. That was a recent recent that sounded like Sean Coney. That was a recent rumor. That was a recent rumor. 
Sometimes a woman just needs a good slap. Uh, the surf's up big kahuna line. Incredible. Yeah. This, um, this, I like, I like Two-Face's origin in this because it's so, it's so, like, comic accurate, but also as soon as you start thinking about it for more than 30 seconds, it's like you begin to question everything. I also enjoy that our, like, literally what tells us about his origin is uh, a, a news a news article like like it's a news story that's it and for some reason they're showing the news story presumably months after it happened yeah i mean yeah also, also, also i like batman to think of batman in sitting the... in court just in his bad suit <laughs> he's on the witness stand <laughs> mr batman can you tell us exactly <laughs> what happened well i broke in with my car i found him <laughs> We punched. I arrested him. And also, I like that apparently if you hold a bit of paper up to your face, you can protect yourself from acid attacks. <laughs> well, only half of your face. His mistake was not opening the folder and letting them <laughs> covering his whole face. Then he would be fine. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> what a stupid... <laughs> I believe it. This whole movie... <laughs> I say that. This whole movie is not bad. But some of the no, stuff... No, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks very much for your help, Mr. Wayne, with this guy's suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I like also, I've always like, wondered... I benefits the family. I've always wondered how Nigma recreated the security footage to make it look like he ran and jumped out the window. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is 95, so it's not like, yep, definitely suicide. But yeah, I've always wondered how he just created that security footage. Well, I, I like that. This is moving on. I like that Bruce Wayne's like, I want full benefits. And they even go as well to say, oh, the insurance company's not going to cover this. And he goes, yeah, I know. But do it anyway. Because like, Bruce Wayne's a sweetheart. Very, yeah, but, yeah, and he is. I like that. I feel like we don't get enough good Bruce Wayne stuff to counter the bad Batman stuff. Which is... It's something that I really like about a lot of the earlier movies. It's like you've got this dark, rooting, and almost anti-hero a lot of the times. And then you contrast that with Bruce Wayne, who's like, yeah, I want full benefits of the family. They'll get covered by all costs. Uh, I, you know, I want to help people. That was one of the things I think the Dark Knight trilogy did really well. Um, yeah. Was... There, the contrast between Bruce Wayne and um, uh, Batman. Because you have Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne, who is literally like just this playboy. He's letting the girls swim in the pool and all this kind of stuff. And then he's like super serious as Batman. And I think it was done really, really well there. But this is a much different Bruce Wayne that I also probably like better, but doesn't contrast quite as much with Batman. But still, yeah. Batman, Batman as a character doesn't have a lot of character, ironically. Right. Bruce Wayne definitely shines more in this movie, and I, I would say that's due to the performance. But definitely shines much more than um, uh, than Batman in this. So where did Riddler get uh, this question, guy? Just well, I, I assume he had to buy a Zoltan machine. And then he decorated it himself. But I like that. I mean, 
I like that he's a planned guy. You know, he's got the suits ready. He's got his look when he becomes a maniacal superman. <laughs> See, my thought was he bought that from somewhere. He and bought that's it from just... <laughs> Okay, got it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How else did you get a? Would uh, Tommy Lee Jones get that get that suit? There's only one place. This is uh, is this this is the scene from Joker. With like kid Bruce Wayne, that's what this is. <laughs> to the gate. Do you know? Do you know? Um, I, I know. I know. The boy said earlier, but Joel Schumacher is actually a pretty big Batman fan, and he actually wanted to do a prequel based on Year One originally. Really? Yeah. We almost got a Year One film that wasn't by David Aronofsky. I think this is um, the. This movie is uh, sort of definition. The studio messed with this uh, and basically told Joel Schumacher what to do. One of those situations, which sometimes works out in the favor of the movie, but in this one, I think doesn't quite as much. And I think Joel Schumacher gets the blame, but I wouldn't personally blame it on him. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's like a blanket of fault that can be placed upon executives and whatnot. Okay, cool. We get more horrible chemistry. And a broken door. Right. You know, the boxing thing was intriguing. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. And I don't care. That's fine. Good tool. <laughs> I think it's odd. <laughs> um... I'm just trying to picture myself at, at, at the office, you know? Maybe I'm on my lunch break. I finished lunch a little early. So I, I hang up a punching bag and start boxing in my <laughs> office while I'm waiting on a patient. No, no, no. What, you got it wrong. What happens is she has the boxing bag there so when she's talking to a patient and they start annoying her, instead of lashing out at them, she just goes, can you give me a minute? And she turns to the side and she starts beating it. It's just such oh a weird... God. Set up. So after Tim Burton dropped out of making this movie, guess who actually was considered to direct? Zack Snyder. Sam Raimi. Oh, that would have been sick. What? A Sam Raimi Batman film. Sam Raimi Batman film, you'd have to tell the right story, but that could be great. Huh, that's interesting. Keanu Reeves was originally considered for Bruce Wayne and Batman, which is... I feel that's, like that's weird kind of in 95. Well, yeah, this was this would have been coming off sort of like speed. Well, no, this was kind of heading into speed, so it would have been coming off like point break. Right, so we're still talking young. Yeah, this is it would have been young Keanu. I imagine that was back when he was going to do a uh, year one adaptation. That makes sense. Uh, I know DiCaprio turned down the role of Dick Grayson in this, which is how we got Chris O'Donnell, because he Leonardo DiCaprio did not like the script. Um, so, that happened. That happened? It did happen. <laughs> that happened. I feel like that's all you can say about this movie. I, I love is, this. That happened. <laughs> I, I, I love this, this, the Rorschach test thing. She's like, oh, that's a Rorschach, Bruce. You see what you want in it, but it's it's a bat. Like there's no, it's a bat. Like what 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 do you see? I see Chernobyl. I think anyone would see a bat in that Rorschach painting. I don't think it's 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 one of those. You bring your own interpretation. It's it's a bat. 
Uh, I also like the little, uh, it's not a dream catcher, but whatever that doll is, she just happens to have one that's going to coincide with the main villain of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, the thing is, it's something that the boys did. And it's like, if superheroes and supervillains existed in real life, people would 100% monetize that. Oh, right. (laughs) There's someone out there selling Two-Face, like, gear. That's where she bought it. She just wouldn't want to say, oh, I bought it at the Two-Face shop down on 49th Street. There are, you know, serial killer, uh, like, coloring books and stuff like that. That'd be... <laughs> this is... Uh, this it's coloring the crime scene. <laughs> that that was a really good matte painting, uh, design-wise, but it was a horrible matte painting, like, production value-wise. Um, oh, yeah. It reminds me of something from, like, the 70s or 80s. It's like a rough cut that they decided, yeah, we'll just put it in the movie. It's like they were going to CG Mac- over it, but they were like, yeah, we'll just use the concept art. Joe Macko was like going through the movie and someone's doing this and he goes, oh, wow, that looked great. And then the person was like, yeah, yeah, it's just a rough cut. I need, you know, another few weeks to be able to go over it uh-huh. and make the models and stuff. And Schumacher's just like, add it to the movie. I've got to go do the, the score. The uh, the reporter, and she's in the Burton movies as well, but the, the, the short-haired lady reporter with the weird glasses, she's in all four of these early movies. That is Bob Kane's wife. Wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah uh, where's Bill Finger's wife, huh? Oh, wow. Bill Finger never got married. <laughs> Bob Kane stole that as well. He also stole his wife. <laughs> Oh my! So you said Leonardo DiCaprio was considered for Robin. Mark Wahlberg was considered for Robin. Ah, uh, honestly, well, I, dig it. I dig it. I like Chris O'Donnell a lot. What's his name? Rip off Stephen Amell. <laughs> right. Apparently, his uh, his stunt double was Michael Gaylord. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> You're gonna make me chuckle. <laughs> I mean, these stunts are pretty nicely done. I yeah. think the camera could have been done a little bit differently, but like the the flips and the tricks, they're really quite well done. What a weird invitation! You want to go rock climbing with me? <laughs> like, it's the first date. You're with this woman. You take her to the circus, which is already weird enough. And then <laughs> while you're there, you say, "Hey, you want to go rock climbing with me this weekend?" Well, it's like it's like first dates are meant to be sort of soft so that you can interact and get to know the person you're like oh do you want to go catch a coffee at lunch or something and he's just like hey do you want to go dangle off this 50,000 foot (laughs) drop um I was looking for a stunt double with the flying Graysons but I didn't I I couldn't tell I'm still looking maybe it was just Chris O'Donnell maybe I like that they got Tim Tim Burton to get the role of the (laughs) ringmaster Uh, that was good it's actually the love child of Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher (laughs) I I do I mean I like the idea of it being a random mobbing in the comics and series and whatnot that takes Robin's parents every time I want to go say Robin I almost say Bobbin and I blame that entirely (laughs) on the boy (laughs) it was actually a coincidence that Robin's in this movie we didn't plan that out <laughs> See, I'm looking like, for I, a stunt I, double, and I'm not seeing. I, I think that's Chris O'Donnell. No, I, no, it's it's Olympic 
gymnast Mi- Mitchell Gaylord. Ah. Which is why all the stunts are so good, because they are just, it's just a gymnast in its natural habitat. That's a bad one. get in really good shape for this movie, though. Like, compared to Batman and Robin, like, you can tell, like, the difference. Yeah, yeah. I would say, this is, it's such an odd, like, Two-Face isn't a terrorist or anything, he just, he likes robbing people. Right. You know, he likes the idea of fairness. It's such an odd thing to be like, let's go rob a circus. <laughs> he also had this outfit made. Yeah, I'll oh, meet his tailor. This, you know, uh, the idea of Riddler being was so fascinated with uh, with Two Face is interesting too, because it like kind of explains their relationship. That's yeah, one thing which... I, I I like about the early Batman movies too. Is it uh, specifically after from Returns on, they always had multiple villains that were working together, and that's just neat. Um, even like if you look at that, even carried over into the Nolan films, you know, like uh, you got Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow in uh, Batman Begins. You've got Two-Face and Joker in Dark Knight. Uh, and you've got uh, Talia al Ghul and Bane in Dark Knight Rises. Like it like it was never just one Batman versus one villain after 89. It hasn't been that. And I, I like that because it gets us more villains. Um, yeah, but I'm curious as to why that is. Like, why, why can't you just have one villain? Well, I, I, I imagine that's. I mean, it started this. But also, I like the idea that it's kind of pushing Batman to his limits. In that, um, you know, the more you've got, the more challenging it is for him to do whatever. So he needs to like push himself. There's a bit more tension involved in it, and I imagine like from this point onwards, the reason they did it was because of exposure. Because you had the animated series, you had three or four within the next ten years, and so when you add all of these villains, you get people going, "Oh man, that's Two Face, that's Mister Freeze, that's Solomon Grundy," and so it's it's kind of it gets people into the cinemas more. Yeah, the perfect combination: Mister Freeze and Poison <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> yeah, my favorite, played by. <laughs> Um, lifting champ one thing, I like what they were trying to do and I'm a few seconds late with this but I like what they were trying to do with Bruce Wayne screaming that he's Batman in the middle of the circus yeah. I like yeah. the intent however it's very poorly executed because it's almost like the you know the Willy Wonka scene where he's like no stop don't it's almost like that because he knows <laughs> nobody can hear him like, like without jumping out into the middle and telling him, hey, I'm Batman, like, it's me. Like, he knows he's not going to be heard, so it almost makes it feel very, like, passive-aggressive. <laughs> and I just... <laughs> I like that he screams it next to his current date, the commission of the NYPD, the, uh, the GCPD, and a reporter whose name is some, like, Gossip, Gossip Gerwig or something. <laughs> gossip Girl. <laughs> Uh, GCPD, it is NYPD, because remember the Statue of Liberty right. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 that's not the Statue of Liberty, it's got Gotham written across the forehead. That's the that's Statue of Gotham. Oh, you're right. Also, um, I will say, the, the, the shot of, like, the, the dead Grayson family is pretty well done. Like, the just flat them, they're dead. Yeah. It's, and it's very, it's almost atmospheric. <laughs> The the shot of um, you know because some days you just can't get rid of a bomb so the bomb in the ocean, um, it's it's all 
it, this scene is well it's well scored and it's well shot because you have the bomb explode and then the music dies and then it just picks back up again with some sad music and then you have hmm. Dick Grayson just look through the window and it zooms in on him like that's a that's a great shot um yeah and you know while this movie isn't good it's got a lot of little gems like that and i also really like what they did with the origin of robin um not the circus part but him actually like moving in with bruce wayne it's not like um bruce wayne just adopts a little kid because while you know that's the the comic thing it's it it's literally hey this guy needs a place to crash his parents just died can he crash with right. you and bruce wayne's like yeah sure and that's similar to how I think they should do it with the uh, the uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. We talked about this a little bit. My suggestion for them to do that would be to take take Robin and have him already be Robin, and then do like the Iron Man Spider Man MCU thing. Like he becomes Robin on his own, and then like maybe Bruce tries to get him to stop. And when he realizes I'm not going to get him to stop, bring him under your wing and kind of teach him that way. Um, but I, I, that would be like my go-to, this is how you should do Robin. But outside of that, I really like the way that they did it here, where it's literally just like, just let him crash at your place. You know, his home was the circus. And so now just let him stay here for a bit. And I, I, I like the way that they handled that. Yeah, I mean, um, I would say that this kind of version of Robin seems to be a bit of an amalgamation between Dick Grayson. I think, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it feels like an amalgamation of all three in that it's, you know, you've got Dick Grayson in terms of his ability and he's a gym, gymnast who lost his parents who moves in. He's quite Jason Toddish in like the bike riding, the angsty teen. He's like, I don't want to be here. I don't like you. And then he's also a bit... <laughs> Tim Drakey, in that he, he discovers the Batcave on his own. He's very sort of in question, questionative, is that even a word? Inquisitory, there you go, that's something. He's Tim Drakey because he wears a bird on his head. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He's Tim Drakey because he dresses like a duck. <laughs> I, uh, I, cause, in all honesty, I completely understand, and I know Robin fans, you know, like me, really don't like it. But I understand the the reasoning behind like, oh, he's a biker guy and he does all this and whatever. Because like, the, the the public conception of Robin is the Burt Ward version. So you need something so radical to kick Robin back into place and kind of like, whoa, <laughs> a legit <laughs> character. Uh, so I, you know, I for that I really don't mind uh, what they did, and I and I quite like it. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy this version um, uh, of Robin simply because I like, I like older Robin, and I think I will always like an older Robin, um, because it's less creepy. You know, anything younger than like fifteen is creepy in live action. (laughs) I mean, and and just because the Bruce Wayne is like this single bachelor. Like, if Bruce Wayne was, like, married or whatever and then adopted a kid, that would be interesting. <laughs> also, I love Alfred so much. Just, <laughs> he's great. Uh, uh, so, you would be able to answer this, Colin. Is Al, like, a thing? Is that a thing? Does does Dick Grayson or, or, or Jason Todd or somebody call Alfred Al frequently in the comics? I really 
don't think so. There's, there's a chance it is, but I think it caught on after this movie. Gotcha. Because I love that. That's I love it. Hey, Al. Yeah, I'll take some. Right. Like, it's great. The, um, I've got to say that like when this movie gets kind of dark and sad, I like I I do like that. Um, maybe it's just because it, it's a bit of a break, but it's like the the stuff with Bruce and his parents' death, how it's really atmospheric. Yeah, I think it's kind of unnecessary myself. No, it's completely pointless because it doesn't add anything to the movie. And I also think but it kind well of done. if you're gonna do it, and this is supposed to be a sequel to '89. And and returns because Batman Returns doesn't mention it at all. They just completely ignore the fact that his parents are dead, which I like because we already did that in the last movie. Why um, why not you reuse the footage from that movie? Like, why not reuse the footage from Batman eighty nine for the flashback scene? You know, like I get they also had to do this extra stuff, but I feel like you could have still reused the footage from eighty nine just as effectively. At least this isn't the weird creepy bat from Batman um and Robin. Or is, is that thing? Isn't that this movie? Is is that this movie? Yeah, cuz Chase hypnotizes him and he like sees the bat. Where the bat starts flying at th- Okay, so that is this movie? Yeah, cuz that's the spoilers for the end of this movie that you're currently watching. That's like the thing with That's Nygma. how Nigma finds out the Bruce Wayne is Batman. Okay. All right, I'm caught up now. Yeah. We're watching the same movie. I'm, I got that. No, I'm there. There's the, uh, the deleted scene where he goes into the cave and literally physically confronts the enormous bat. Right. The man bat deleted scene with the, right. is it, I, I can't remember if it's anim- animatronic or if it's a costume, but it looks both really good and really silly at the same time. I think it kind of depends on how you film it. Again, it, it, it has, to, I mean, uh, Okay, also I'm late, but like uh, the the scene where Al is just kind of talking to um, Bobbin, I really like that. It's just very toned down. Well, I right. say it's very toned down. The dialogue's really heavy handed. Right, but the rest of it, it's um, yeah, the the. They really coded on this Robin stuff, like they're like, re- like they really had to code it on. And I guess no, if no, you're no. if you're, he, he flew in like a Robin. <laughs> Did you get it? I feel like you know, in this slightly more serious world, if you're introducing a character named Robin, like I guess you have to give some sort of explanation because that is such a silly idea to, um. To take like this serious version of Batman and, you know, I say serious, but it's, you know, it's the Schumacher Batman. So you get it. But it's like you have to give a reason for that as a baseline and then everything else can follow. But you have to give like, why does he wear red? Why is he called Robin? Go. And like, uh, it's they did a they did a good enough job, but it's just very, very heavy handed, like you said. Actually, well, yeah, the, the, you flew in like a robin. Oh man, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones in that like <laughs> the old mother outfit. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what that gives me big vibes of? Spider Man. 
Spider-Man 02. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I was thinking the you're same the thing. Out, Garby. Out of your mind. <laughs> oh. Do you think Sam Raimi stole that idea from this movie? Oh, I, I think that was originally Sam Raimi's idea. And then Joel Schumacher saw it and he's like, I'm going to take that when he was uh, slated to direct. Gotcha. Do you know, I watched, um, I was watching The Dark Knight relatively recently, and it's weird watching this so close to that, because they're so different. <laughs> they are just very different tonally. They're and, two um, sides of the same point, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Or, it's like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like reading... Uh, you know, you know, like you're on different pages. It's like these are in whole different chapters, but they're in the same book. It's just different chapters of that book. You say that as Batman drives off a wall, <laughs> which is awesome. Something I've talked to Dalt about a bit. Um, is that like you know when you're when you're comparing the Batman movies? I don't think you can definitively say one is more accurate than the other because you can oh, pull yeah. out a comic book and like. Say, oh, Batman comics were as silly as Batman and Robin, or you know, there's you know, one. You're saying as Batman drives up a wall, a wall, but I completely get what you're saying. But Batman is currently driving up a wall. Do you know? Do you know <laughs> why the Dark Knight's? Do you know why the Dark Knight's the worst uh, Batman movie? Uh, <laughs> because Batman doesn't go to another planet. And become Batman Zernal and wear a multicolored costume and fight international interspecies crime. The uh, uh, you right. he doesn't. He really doesn't. I uh, I agree with what you're saying. It's I, what no one needed to do. So I I I personally I don't really I don't care much about comic accuracy. I'm more because I'm much more of a of a movie guy. I'm a movie guy who happens to like superheroes as opposed to like a comic book fan. Um. So for me, what it comes down to is what's the better movie? Um, and as much as I love like the Nolan, like super realistic, like Dark Knight stuff, because Dark Knight is easily the best Batman movie. And it's like, it may not be my favorite, but it's the best made. Um, right. also, this also to, has its charm. Is this, is this what you do when you make concept art? Yes. I, I Photoshop my head onto a statue first and foremost, which actually may not be a horrible idea for getting some smooth bases. It's not actually that different to what we really do. <laughs> right. I don't know that I don't know that that would be the worst idea to get some smooth bases using some like Renaissance <laughs> uh, statues. <laughs> We just have to send him over to Spider Monkey and let him smooth them for us. Yeah, and then we just need to. Oh, I forgot Drew Barrymore was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I completely forgot about that. I also I... forgot. The Do layer. You know what this layer is, by the way. I do not. It's Max Schrexler from Batman Returns, but the what? other way around. Huh. Interesting. Is it really? So yeah. I guess in canon, Two Face took over Max Shrek's building. Interesting. That's I like that. 
I don't. Oh man. Also, Two Face has horrible security. Oh yeah, Riddler just walks in, and he's like, "How do you get here? I'm gonna kill you!" And then he just—he walked in. It's not like he killed fifteen people on the way in. Riddler design is pretty great. Um, yeah. In terms of like a well-made comic accurate costume, it's pretty great. It's also kind of homemade, which is neat. Right. I don't. I don't particularly know why they didn't just use slacks instead of giving him tights. But because because that's why. I also would like to say that uh, it's ironic how these two have more chemistry than the main romantic leads. <laughs> And these two hated each other. <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard that story, Colin? Uh, did I? I don't know. So uh, apparently, um, Jim Carrey went up to to um, to Tommy Lee Jones at a diner or something when they had both been cast, and oh, he, he, he tried to initiate a conversation with him. And Tommy Lee Jones says something along the lines of. I despise I you in all your movies. No, it, it was much worse than that. It was like, I despise you and everything you've ever done. But it was like, I, I wish I could remember the insult because um, it was beautiful. I mean, absolutely Wait, I, beautiful. I got you. I got you. Yeah, look that up for me, mainly because I want to know that more than I actually want to watch the movie. Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> took this role because his son... Uh, his son's favorite Batman villain is Two-Face. And so when he told his son that his son was 11 at the time, that he could be in a Batman movie as Two-Face, his son uh, basically made him do it. And so that's that's very wholesome that he took took the role for his for his son. Did you know that um, Sir Sean Connery's last movie is technically Sir Billy because he wanted to do it as a, fa- as a favor to his mate? <laughs> Also, would you like this quote? Would you like this quote in Tommy Lee Jones's accent, as done by a not professional voice actor who's also British? Uh, sure. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> no, I'm not. That, that was Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I really don't like you, and I cannot sanction your buffoonery. That's it. That's the line. I cannot sanction your buffoonery. You know what's even more wild than any of that? The fact that Coolio is in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know what Tom, um, what Jim Carrey should have said to Tommy Lee Jones? He should have called him an unethical toad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still don't. I don't. What it, what does it do for them? <laughs> they don't even know. <laughs> like, like I don't. They what never say do? what this does for them. Also, there's a piece of pink makeup underneath Riddler's mask. That he's gonna. Oh, I can see it. Yeah, there's, uh-huh. like, there's like a contour. It's worse on the uh, on the the left side, stage left, than it is on the right side. Uh, like he had like stage makeup, and then like the mask. The mask no moved makeup. up. So you can like see like his pale skin. <laughs> I forgot about this scene with the diamonds. Oh I, yeah, oh. I remember the diamond scene. I also I just want to say that Tommy Lee Jones's makeup like skin is really good. 
it's interesting. Uh, I mean, it's it's a great design. Uh, very nineties. I love the the laundry scene. What where he's like he's doing flips and stuff with his yeah. Song. It's great. I love it so much. It's only it's <laughs> it's it reminds me of the the basketball scene in Daredevil. Yeah, uh, <laughs> more, it's it's more useful than that scene because this it's establishes the end, just like makes it the basketball scene in a uh, steel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie we need to do on here. Is steel? I, I, <laughs> I want that juicy. I get sh- I, like I get migraines recording these things. I'm starting to think it might just be because Don wants us to watch Steel and Sir Billy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the year I, I don't quite understand. I, I know you said earlier, I don't understand their plan. So they're robbing people. Midler has this machine that can take people's brain waves. He wants <laughs> to get back at Bruce Wayne. And then Tommy Lee Jones is just like, why not? Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It would make sense if Riddler already knew from the beginning that Bruce Wayne was Batman, because you know Two Face oh, yeah. has a vendetta against Batman, and Riddler has a vendetta against Bruce Wayne. So you put those together, and that's a movie, right? That's how uh, narratively <laughs> films tell stories. <laughs> that's a movie, <laughs> but, but they just decided to do that, but without actually making it make sense. Great Batcave set, by the way. Oh yeah, lovely. Also, Michael Go as Alfred is iconic. Oh, and I don't think anyone can say that way. I, mean, really? I, I love Jeremy Irons. I love Michael Caine, but this dude is Alfred. Even that- even when the series goes bad, he's still one of the best parts. He's just Alfred, man. Like he's the exact same through every movie. He, yeah. Yeah, he he's is everything. Nigma Tech. <laughs> this will be in every home in America. It's a blender that I have stuck two pieces of plastic <laughs> to the side of. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why they didn't... I mean, I know they changed the design for, for this version. But, uh, like, it still just looks like a blender. Is this a, this is a, uh, a COVID-19 Zoom call. <laughs> That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. I, I, so are these the the green waves in the air, are they there for other people? Or that, no, I don't is know. That just... I th- this is the thing. It reminds me of the scene from Scooby Doo, <laughs> where where the people get their souls sucked out of their body, and they're swimming around in the little pool. Um. Yeah, no, I. Do you know that Zack Snyder actually took inspiration from this shot of Riddler in the throne when he made Three Hundred? <laughs> the thing I don't get is what this, what it does, because we never see that it's like. I guess he just it, it's it's supposed to be like an allegory for invasion of privacy, maybe. I guess. Don, I think you're thinking far too like into <laughs> probably. <laughs> Um, it's actually meant to be an allegory for the NSA invasions of the 2010s. Young sir. I like this scene, <laughs> too, where he... The, yeah, the same way like, he flips around into shit. It reminds me of the... Uh, you know, that one scene from Taken where it's like... Um, 
Like it's all the cuts for for <laughs> for <laughs> Liam Neeson. It gets under, under over the fence. Um, oh. But it the door should have closed. You know, like yeah, like, like yeah. Also, he he like slid down the stairs, but Alfred like disappeared. Alfred's just gone. <laughs> Alfred because, didn't actually go in. Because, Alfred just went, Alfred went in to grab one of the pieces of silver. <laughs> oh, how great would that have been? Well, Alfred's a hologram. We've stopped. <laughs> so Alfred's grabbing one of the pieces of silver. And then Dick Alfred just slides through and so kicks bad. him down the stairs. Do you know? Do you know why Michael Go is isn't in anymore after Batman and Robin? It's because Robin did that again, but this time he just slide kicked his legs out, and he he actually broke both of them, and Michael Go has never re- recovered. Mm. There's a scene coming up relatively soon. Uh, where uh, where Dick takes the Batmobile out for a joyride, and I quote it a lot when I'm talking to Colin. <laughs> and it's the scene where, and, and I'm telling you now so you can prepare for it so that we can all clap when it happens. But it's the scene where uh, he pulls back, uh, Dick pulls back the, the roof of the Batmobile, and he says, want to take a lot, ride in my love machine, baby? And it's it's incredible. And I'm I. It's my favorite scene in the whole movie, and it's one of the reasons that we chose this movie to watch. And so I'm telling you guys now, so that we can once again, because we're in this uh, very stale romance scene. So I'm spicing it up with "Wanna Take a Ride in My Love Machine, Baby," because I'm very excited. <laughs> I know. When the battlefield thin was down once, bothers me some, even as a kid. What? Why are there so many really good pictures? These are test photos for a movie. They aren't loose photos. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of them was just a screen test. Because it was him standing perfectly still, just looking into the camera. Yeah, the it's... Batman. Look at it. I really don't know... Because um, all of these are promotional stills. Which begs the question, did Batman have like a headshot photo shoot? <laughs> like is that a thing that he did? Uh, I hope. That's 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 the only possible way for him to get those shots. Do you know what he did? He it was Bruce Wayne, but he just told the guy, Oh, I'm a cosplayer. I'd like to get some of these photos done. <laughs> Do you think why isn't there any kind of mention of that, right? Because if Robin or Batman existed, they would go to Comic Con and they would just be one of the people there. It's like that, uh, if you remember when Dolly Parton was in a, um, a Dolly Parton lookalike contest and lost. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, she lost to a man. She lost to a, a, a man in drag in, in a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. Like, imagine that happening, but in, like, like in the MCU. Like, you've got, like, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Spider-Man like, uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> Like, who has the best Spider-Man costume, and he loses to, like, some guy who has, like, this screen print, whatever. It'd be great. Oh. Oh, wow. Smart watches. <laughs> it's the first Apple Watch. I like how every time the romance scene starts, we just talk about something else <laughs> through it. Because <laughs> there's there nothing you. to do. <laughs> also, okay. I also like that he's being, like, secretive about it. Right? And so he's going like the other car. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. And then he makes he coming. makes that face. <laughs> he like grits his teeth. 
I was going to this. Oh, here, all right, everybody, everybody, we got to be ready. We've got, we got to be ready. Oh, hold on. Because I want to, I do, I want everybody to start clapping. Okay, okay. Here we are. Because it's the best scene. Uh, I also like the thugs. They're, they're very interesting looking thugs. Well, one of them's Coolio. Beautiful. It's incredible. Beautiful. It's the best line in any Batman movie of all time. <laughs> I also want to say this is apparently what Gotham is just like, like on an everyday basis. If I was walking home, I'd have to walk through all these people. And as someone who lives in southeast London, it's not that far <laughs> off. <laughs> I can only presume this is what New York is like at night. <laughs> This is actually Chicago. Okay. This is just Chicago normally. No, this is Los Angeles. <laughs> this is quarantine in Los Angeles. Dick Grayson just like joyriding the Batmobile. Like that's like very fun. Yeah. And, and that's something I think um, my knowledge of the Robins is not super up to par, but that's something I could, I could see almost any of the Robins doing like taking the Batmobile out on a joyride. Right. Um, which is another thing where this almost feels like an amalgam, uh, specifically right. of Jason Todd and Dick Grayson, but there's some Tim in there too. Um, I think the yeah, Tim yeah. independence and like, you know, being able to hold his own to an extent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the logo, I <laughs> the logo is Tim. It's the Tim, <laughs> it's the Tim Drake Robin logo. I, I do like the neon thugs. Yeah. It I mean, it begs the question, like, where is the black light? Um <laughs> That's just the moonlight. Like I yeah, I guess the moon over Gotham is just a black light. I also like how they're in this neighborhood and apparently literally every single person who lives here is one of these thugs. It's like yeah. not even not even one household isn't part of this gang. <laughs> or maybe this is just like, it's the Ninja Turtles 3 thing. Or, or the Ninja Turtles uh, 90, 1990 Ninja Turtles movie thing, where it's like, they have like, the, the gang has its own house, like building. It's like a frat house, <laughs> but for the gang members. <laughs> Dude, I, I gotta say, the um, Batman like gliding down, that was, that was a really nice shot. Yeah. Anything showing off and, and, the the bat suit and stuff uh, is pretty good. The fight scenes, um, that was actually the best fight scene in the movie. Um, oh yeah, I also like I like Robin beating up Batman. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of like all the rush kind of just like ends, and then like like the adrenaline just kind of like ends with you know the thugs going away, and then he's just like mad, and then he also you know Bruce Wayne is Batman, and he's like being confronted by Batman for the first time is like, ah, oh, yada, yada. That makes sense. I like it. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, it's, I mean, it's kind of silly looking, but I like it in concept. It's, it's another one of those things. Like, okay. I really like the concept of it, but it's, it, it's pretty silly looking. This Batcave yeah. is so cool. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. All of the, it, all of the nineties Batcaves are great. Also, I'd like to say that this scene with them just talking about, you know, if you kill Harvey Dent, then you take that life. 
you take another and another. And it's something that I feel like Batman kind of it's been forgotten recently because I see a lot of people like, oh, the no kill rule doesn't matter. But it's in a lot of ways, it's what puts Batman above as in, as interesting as a character he is. It puts him above certain other ones because it it creates that sort of line and the issues involved with that line of like by not killing the Joker, are you then implicable in all the deaths that the Joker then causes? Also, another ham-fisted line. Like, your family wasn't killed by a maniac. Yes, they were. Um, also, <laughs> the, uh, the, the Batman voice he's using as Bruce Wayne, but it's not like the, um, it's not like the way Christian Bale did it. Because um, Christian Bale did that too. When it was just Alfred and him around, he was still using the Batman voice in the Batcave, which was like there. It's like, oh, that's weird. Like, like you don't have to do that. But here, it's almost like that's Bruce Wayne's real voice, and the the Bruce Wayne voice he puts on to the public is like a fake voice, almost like the Clark Kent thing, which I think is really it's that's an interesting um, idea. And so that uh, I, I did want to point that out because he's using the the Batman voice when it's just him and Alfred around, but it's almost like the implication here is the other voice is his real voice. Now it's 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 probably yeah. just they said you're in the Batcave, use your Batman voice, and Val Kilmer was like, okay. But <laughs> I mean, the implication that that could be the case is interesting. I guess like the, 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 the how's my mom line still gets a lot of how. <laughs> also, it's weird that they um they have the the people that Batman was just fighting playing music for this like I guess a gathering. Huh. It's it's very odd. This movie's so neon. The uh yeah. It's it that, that even though the plates are neon, it's it's almost over the top. I I say it well is. okay yeah oh, it's, actually, it's, no, it's, it's about half of it. They could have toned it down it by about half, and it would have been perfect. It dances between over the top and completely melodramatic. Also, what is up with this purple wig in the background? It's like a, it looks like a um, like a George Washington wig, but it's purple. <laughs> This is the, the yeah. It, this is this entire scene is so bizarre to me because he. So the, the scene is like people go in there and they use his machine and then they show what that person's like thinking of or about. Uh-huh. And so I would not want that. I don't want people <laughs> to see what I'm constantly thinking in my mind. That's why it's been thought and not said. I think that's the implication is that it, it, that's the that's where I got the breach of privacy thing. Like, I think that's what this box does. Like, it's a breach of privacy, and that's the allegory. Mm. I, uh, I do like how um, Jim Carrey is trying to look exactly like Val Kilmer. Like, that's a really kind of neat detail. They've got the as same haircut. As, right. Yeah, as soon as Bruce Wayne puts the glasses on, uh, Nicola puts the glasses on, and vice versa. I do like the glasses. It's, yeah, they're nice. They're they're not quite the uh, the glasses from '89, but they're that same <laughs> oh, kind of what, style. The, the circular one. Yeah. 
Wait, did you see I, that in the background? There's Batman. Turns into Bruce Wayne. Uh, where where's Batman in the background? He's on one of the TV screens. I guess somebody's. They probably just had leftover <laughs> footage, so they just reused it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> expect it. Hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Oh no, I do see it. it might be okay, no, 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 I see it. He's running towards the camera. It's like it's the scene yeah. from the end of the movie just cropped oh. in. They had leftover yeah. footage and needed to put it on a TV. Imagine if Robin was in it too. Like <laughs> <laughs> before we actually see Robin. Oh, that would be great. It's actually just foreshadowing. It's not even. <laughs> also, this thing is literally just a blender. It's yeah. a blender with plastic. And they keep saying, like, he's updated the design again, but it's just a blender. <laughs> I can go make one. I could, <laughs> right. Five minutes. It's almost like how this door is just vinyl siding. Like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> also, Jim Carrey dances just like that in, uh, in Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it, nothing has changed. <laughs> he's the same person 20 years later just he's had a few mental breakdowns since then he's he, he's in a constant state of mental breakdown <laughs> <laughs> he's what i aspire to be except for the weird uh creepy hitting on um nicole kidman yes well, actually no i've i've i'm guilty no of that, no so. uh emma stone okay i'm not guilty of that. <laughs> i've never hit on her in in the form of a youtube video when i'm twice her age <laughs> Um, never pretended to be Andy Kaufman and pretended that the ghost of Andy Kaufman took me over. Um, the Riddler thugs are, are another thing that's very Joker. Cause they look um, a lot like the Joker thugs from 89. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I, Alfred is just whenever, where he needs to be, whenever he needs to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, also, this entire scene, it just... Crashing through is so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I There, there are so many things about, um, about this movie that are very, very Batman, which is neat. This is, this movie is like a, uh, like a, like a fanboy's dream, right? Like structurally as a film, it's not great. But there are so many very Batman things in it that it's it's just neat. Um, do you know? Do you know what I was gonna say? This movie reminded me a lot of what is that? Spike it. In that, okay. it's, like the same. It, it, I, I promise I can relate these two. In the same way that Robert Rodriguez made Spy Kids because he was like, oh, I just want to make a movie basically with my kids making all the ideas and to make them happy it's like Joel Schumacher was just like yeah I just want to make a, a movie that would make kids happy and I'd have Batman in it this this fight seems quite good yeah it, 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 it's very 89 this fight scene is specifically yeah, I, I I also appreciate like <laughs> Riddler and Two Face talking, and he's just like showmanship. It's key, and Two Face is just knocking back glasses of wine. I also like the idea that, that, that Alfred used to work at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> when's the penny? When's the 
Pennywise show covering that. Pennywise? <laughs> Pennywise. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Surely there's a better place to ask Batman out. Right. I do like this cowl a lot. Um, yeah, the cow's growing on me. Specifically, the mouth hole. Um, I, I, because I'm always the fan of the, the the wider mouth hole, but I like the square of this one. Um, mm. it's why I like Robert Pattinson's. Yeah, it's very. It's basically just half a mask, right? Which I prefer to this, but as far as like the early Batman cows go, I really like 89's mouth hole, and I really like this one. Right, yeah, this. I want to like. I want to see Joel Schumacher make a map of Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where people drive. I don't know where the roads are. <laughs> Everything seems to be right next to one another, and there's no difference. Also, the shot of Batman jumping off the building was kind of sick. Oh wow! Uh... This is the "Why won't you just die" scene, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> It's another one that stuck in my head. Uh, another cool use of like Batman gadgets is the cape that he's about to use to cover himself up. Like that's another. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing that these movies did very well. Uh, the two Schumacher well, films. Very accurate to like the the sixties and seventies era of Batman, where he was a bit campy, but he, he had he had a gadget for everything. There's a. But he's there's- also. Cool. There's a really neat fan theory that I, I like when watching this movie, and that's that it's um, it's a Hollywood-sized version of like the 66 uh, Batman and Robin, but it's a biopic about Batman and Robin meeting in that universe, because uh, that universe never gives us an origin for that. So it's, uh, it, you know, some people say like, this is the prequel to Batman 66, which is another thing that I really just enjoy. Um, because it does in Batman 66, except for that one movie, right? It does kind of feel that way. This Riddler feels very much like the 66 Riddler. Um, I don't know. I, obviously that was never the intention, but it really kind of changes your perspective of this and more specifically Batman and Robin when you watch it with that in mind. Um, cause it's almost like, cause like towards the end of the movie, you'll remember the holy rusted metal scene, of course. Like, it's like, oh, that's how he got the catchphrase. It just kind of changes the whole perspective of the film. I could look at it that way if it wasn't for costumes. Well, no well of course, there. of course. But yeah. Oh, Nightwing. Yeah, that was, uh, that was one of the trivia things. The, he yeah. suggests Nightwing as his name. I I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, I, I always wanted to. I have subtitles on, and he says Nightwing is in night a medieval knight, and then wing. Mine said it the right way, so maybe yours is just wrong. Hmm. Mm. Mine is the official. I have the <laughs> official subtitles written out by someone when they had five minutes to spare. Vel Kilmer was in great shape. Oh yeah, but well, that's because he lost five pounds filming the opening. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine what he looked like before that. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got like a perfect amount of hairy chest on him. Yeah, but not enough that it looks kind of 
gross. But it's it's Henry Cavill. Like it's Henry Cavill, Man of Steel, chest hair. It's not right, as much just, as that, or as dark, but... Yeah. Also, why does he have creeper movie tape footage of Chase? Also, who took that video? Just so... She's looking in down the barrel of the camera. Yeah, and it's professional. It's not like just caught on a camera by uh-huh. accident. And another thing that's weird is he's like, I've never been in love before, Alfred. When the last two movies, he had two separate love interests who he was in love with. That was one thing as a kid that I never could, because um, Nicole Nicole Kidman wasn't in Batman and Robin. It was, and so it's he's had four different love interests throughout the course of these movies, and he's always like, "I've never loved a woman before, Alfred." And then he's like, like in love with this woman. But it's I, I've always thought that was an odd, an odd thing. It's very well. Also, she said to meet him, at, meet her at her place at midnight, right? She was sleeping. <laughs> More specifically, she was naked. Well, yeah, that part I expected. <laughs> I just uh, nipples on the bad suit. I'm just gonna rip that bandaid off. Just by the way, I've been trying to avoid it the whole time. It's not that bad. Specifically in this movie, it gets worse in Batman and Robin. It's weird. It's not that bad. It's a very weird design choice. But it's not the worst design choice. I can get over it. No, I, I mean, I prefer it to the idea of showing the back crotch in the intro. <laughs> I don't need to see that. <laughs> I, I don't think the nipples are that big of a step from the molded abs. Which I don't like the molded abs myself, which is why I prefer the return I, suit I'm, I'm or the sonar suit. Them, which is why I think I prefer the eighty-nine suit. Gotcha. See, see, the the molded abs I think are just as weird as the nipples, which I guess is why I've never really had a problem with the bat nipples. I <laughs> that, that that like shot of him smiling. I can only see it as the meme. Uh huh. I can never see as anything else. And it's it's such a weird shot. <laughs> it's so weirdly timed. Uh I, the you know the set design as a general like point of this movie, it's really well done. Um like every set every set looks and shines and is colorful and pops. Okay, well done is too much of a compliment. I would say well <laughs> well executed the, the would be the design. term. The, the design really is not good. My eye now. The design itself is not good. The the yeah. execution is. In Batman and Robin, they like for for the ice scenes, like towards the end, they literally created blocks of a city. Right. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. That blows my mind. <laughs> Joel Schumacher's a mad man. <laughs> also. Know. How? I know he apologized for these movies, but he's a madman in some of the best ways. Can we talk about the uh, the the fact that um, Riddler knows? Also, how many how many times has Batman quit in these? It's like the Superman thing where he's quit in like every movie. I feel like I know that's not the case, but it just feels that way. 
Um, well, I think it's the thing of like it's like how in every Superman movie, there's a point where he loses his powers, right? Because it's, it's when you how do you take this character down? Not oh, you you make him quit because he doesn't want to do it anymore, right? You got to have Kryptonite so that he's actually like there's some sort of weakness. Um, but yeah. I was gonna say, how weird is it that? Riddler and Two-Face watch this footage, see that Bruce Wayne was thinking about bats, and automatically <laughs> jump to the conclusion that he's Batman. Well, it's not even like, okay, it's not even that, it's, they jump to the conclusion that his parents were murdered, he fell into a bat cave, <laughs> and he's now psychologically traumatized by bats. I, I have a question, I have a question, I have a really strong question here. Okay, so, uh, Bruce Wayne meets, uh, meets Nicole Kidman. And, uh, I love how uh, we gave up trying to guess what her character's name is because none of us can remember. <laughs> but, uh, he falls with uh, Nicole Kidman, and immediately after, he decides to quit being Batman so he can spend more time with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> well, no, she's in love with Batman, but no, the but implication... Like, uh, the implication... Bruce Wayne is a sin. Right. Well, the implication is that he was only being Batman to impress Nicole Kidman, but he's only known her for like two weeks. So, so yes. Do you think that Alfred has to put up with this every two weeks? <laughs> every, Batman no. comes back to the Batcave after a long night, and he goes down and he's like, I'm shutting down the Batcave. I, I want to. I found a woman. And, and Alfred just has to be like, I'll keep it locked up for the next three days. Every, every time Batman wants to get some <laughs> Alfred has to lock yes, down the Batcave because Batman decides to quit. <laughs> you know what would have been oh, cool? I, that was, uh, uh, and that's... You go ahead. No, no, go on. Uh, no, no, they, they showed a shot in the Batcave. Uh, you know, and there were three different Batsuits. It would have been so cool to have seen... Uh, the other two because i think they were all panther suits i agree how cool would it yeah. have been to like see the 89 and returns costumes uh, yeah I agree. it's it's almost like the uh the batman um and robin thing where it's got the the riddler and two face in the jail right. like they're caught like that would have just been neat uh i like the trick-or-treat scene in this movie a lot which is another one of those things that uh is flashing back into my psyche yeah, same. As I'm seeing this, I can I can record it. I also just want to say that a rose falling off of his nightstand that he had there for no reason made him flashback <laughs> right. to his parents' death. Also, there was no water in that vase, so the rose no, the, the rose, rose is dying. Right. I mean, it's already dead. I was but just, I just do you think every time? I mean, I know people give the Martha scene a little stick. This is basically the same thing. Yes. It is the same thing. Bruce Wayne has a very subtle reminder of this traumatic event and immediately regresses. Yeah. But also, it, the plot of this movie is like, he, he's like blacking out what happened and he's trying not to remember it, but also he's Batman, which means he has to remember it. Right. It's it's like, um, well, I'm, I mean, I can't believe I'm about to say this as a serious comment. Batman Begins did this much better. <laughs> I shouldn't really? have to say that, but really? it, did, it did the exact I, same I thing, just much better. Like he he processes through his parents' death, and it's the reason he does what he does. But it's not like it gives him a horrible, horrible nightmares. 
And well, I, he does it as a as a way to get through Ninja Shining. Right. Right. I mean, I understand like your parents dying and stuff. Like is like that's 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 a rough thing to go through. And I'm sorry for anyone who's ever had to go through that. But Bruce Wayne had a a a, a pretty good father figure in his life in Alfred. And you would think thirty some odd years later, he'd be over it. He'd be like, well, not even like okay. I know a big thing with Batman is joking about oh he he's not over his parents' death. Uh-huh. One thing so, real okay, quick, yeah. Josh. Uh, they gave the kid actor playing Bruce Wayne a, 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 mole. F- a fake mole to match <laughs> to match he Val Kilmer's like, mole. He looks like Val Kilmer, which is quite neat. Yeah. I also think the thing about him falling in the cave and the bat flying towards him is weird. Um, yeah, it's I and I know they did the same thing in um, in Batman Begins. Like he fell in the cave and then the bat started flying at him, but it wasn't the one like animatronic bat. <laughs> um, Do you know I'm going to become a superhero when I'm older called Jurassic Park Man. Um, <laughs> I forever remember the time I walked into the living room and saw the raptor walking towards me very slowly yeah it's it's just it's odd it's very strange this movie is very strange i just also these scenes are just so boring yeah no that's (laughs) nothing that's my biggest problem with the movie is it's just also bruce what are you trying to tell me i will use the image of this to strike fear into all of those who commit crime is what he says to her i think she can pick up what he's putting down (laughs) it's not that complicated nicole kidman also also i have a note i have a note in that in that very first scene uh where bruce wayne is in the lab and he's talking to uh to edward uh, John Favreau was a background character. Neat. See, I knew you'd bring excellent trivia. Well, oh, no, I just. <laughs> I've John always, Favreau. I've always, <laughs> twick or tweet. I've always liked the idea, and by like the idea, I mean, also that's a stunt double, just by the way. Um, oh yeah, you could tell because oh, it really? was like the fake. It was like the fake silver hair that you spray on. But it, anyway, I've always thought it was weird, like, um, like people being able to tell who someone is by kissing them. She wasn't able to yeah. tell that he was Batman when Bruce Wayne told her he was Batman. But by kissing, <laughs> by kissing him, she was able to tell. I just want to say that in the scene where Alfred get knocks, knocked out, you can see him after he's been knocked out, move the tray out of the way of the door so they can put it open. <laughs> Well, that was the best take they had, Josh. Well, <laughs> at least something's happening in the movie. That's true. <laughs> Intruder alert. Is this where everything blows up? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the noise making little, like, bombs. Yeah. I, I like that. Oh, this is where he, like, hip thrusts. I remember this. Yes. <laughs> the The iconic Jim Carrey hip thrust. What a cool Batmobile. I remember because Isn't it a cool I, Batmobile? I, I know it gets a lot of hate, but I like I like it. I like the neon lights in it. Jim Carrey just stepped on the floor so hard that he <laughs> penetrated concrete. <laughs> so that's what his box does. The Bat oh, Bombs. Two Face 
flips his coin three times or whatever. I was like, isn't that just cheating? <laughs> it turns out, I realised that's because there's three people he's deciding to fail. Oh, uh, okay. Like, he, he's trying to choose Alfred, Chase, and uh, Bruce. Huh. I, did, I hadn't thought about that. Look at you go, Josh, that, that figuring out the movie. You're you're adding so much depth to this film. <laughs> to this deathless movie. It's because it's because I'm finishing university. It's all starting to rub off on me, and I'm overanalyzing everything. <laughs> there it is. There's the Here famous hip thrust. Ooh, beautiful. The baseball thing. I like that he puts his tongue in his jaw, like a like a a big old jaw of dip. Oh yeah, yeah. Jim Jim Carrey really does chew the scene. The sound effects are also weird. Like like there was a slide whistle. Like it's it's weird. I yeah. I don't I don't understand half the movie. And also him throwing like chittering teeth is a basically full on Joker. That's yeah. literally, literally something the Joker did. And Looney Tunes laugh. It- <laughs> <laughs> How weird! I, wow. I don't even want to I comment. Not, I, I did not. Need, I did not need to hear that. Man. The one, uh, the one thug sliding down the stairs, <laughs> and he couldn't. He couldn't like grasp it. <laughs> oh, that's the second time he get Bruce Wayne gets shot. Okay, yeah. Okay. To know, here's some excellent depth in the film. So. Two Face really likes the number two, right? 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 Okay. Why, why would he do that? No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, he had to have shot a two millimeter bullet for it to hit <laughs> when millimeter <laughs> bullets. <laughs> the makeup thing is still bugging me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. They could have like. They, they also uh, know that he isn't dead, but it's like if I shot someone and they tumbled downstairs and they had an open head wound, I'd be like, yeah, they're probably dead. Yeah. Also, does Val Kilmer's mouth not close? Is that just a thing that's wrong with him? I, I know people <laughs> like that who, but even when they shut their mouth, they still have, uh, like it's still open. Uh huh. It's very strange. Does Val Kilmer have that? Is that like a side? No, sh- oh, it's shut there. Got it. Perfect. He's just horribly yeah, uncomfortable. It's because they had surgery on his jaw <laughs> between takes. That's that's like the that. thing. I like, I wish they would explore that more. Um, Alfred as the as the father figure, because yeah, I, yeah. I I love that aspect so much. Uh, where Alfred is just Alfred is Bruce, Bruce Wayne's father figure, and Bruce Wayne like knows that, and so it's not like oh I had this horrible life because my parents died. It's like yeah it, it wasn't the worst. Like I had I had someone who cared about me. Um, also great Riddler look by the way. I love the I for this version of the Riddler I love the jacket. Right. Again very neon but it's it's very. It, it suits him because, especially now, because he's seen the Batcave. So he's like, "Wow, Batman had a car that spun up through a well. He had these different rooms, and now he's going full showman with the everything." I mean, I would assume since Nicole Kidman just woke up that this was made, <laughs> this was planned before that. <laughs> but 
Listen, I'm trying to give this movie every piece of credit I can give it. <laughs> I don't, he changed the the color of the bat signal, which is impressive. Yeah, he had to somehow hack into a flash, like a, a giant flashlight. <laughs> I've always really liked the sound effect of the the ball hitting back and forth on the the table. Yeah, yeah. That, that is satisfying. It's a clock. That's the uh, I remember the riddle from ten years ago. It's a clock. <laughs> I think I could be horribly wrong. No, I don't think that's this one. No, yeah, I think that's another one. Ah, <laughs> maybe that was the first made. one, and I just missed it. Yeah, I think it might have been. And this one is Enigma. Uh, oh yeah, gotcha. Oh yeah, it's yeah. yeah he does the thing, Mister E, Edward Enigma. <laughs> it's Mr. like. Oh, so Stickley's suicide was done with CGI. <laughs> and like, Enigma is actually Andy Circus. Like, it's 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 beautiful. How how on earth did he think it? That's very sixty six. Here's my thing. How did he find out that Riddler and Two Face were working together when he saw Two Face and Edward at the party, like standing around, right. casually conversation? <laughs> yeah, you think so, wouldn't you? I love the sonar suit also, so much. It's 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 my favorite of these early bat suits. I wish it wasn't quite so chrome-y, but yeah. Oh, I like his I, his his Bobbin's favorite part. Oh, oh, here we go. How about both? How about both? Here we are. The chads, the absolute chads. I really like the idea of doing that that circle bat logo. Um, that's in the oval and stretching it across the whole chest. Oh, that's such a good suit, man. Where'd Alfred get time to make it? <laughs> because let's be real, all Bruce Wayne's done this movie is debate being Batman because he let he found out women are a thing. <laughs> well, no, he was just reminded. Also, apparently Steve Martin was the second choice for uh, Riddler after Robin Williams, and I kind of want to see that too because I love Steve Martin. Partners. Partners. <laughs> Partners. That's when you'll have to check out sometime, Colin, because I know you're into those bad, like, cheesy bad movies. Partners is a good one. Partners is the we best watch, one. Uh, the robot in the <laughs> how, how, uh, how great would it be if one of them just crashed trying to get out because yeah. you have to fly through a testicles? Like Robin just, like, drowned in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's a duck. It's his first outing as Robin, and he just dies well, yeah, <laughs> in a horrible boating like, accident. Yeah, you can, you can, you can drive through this very rocky, like unstable pathway in your car. How do I drive? You, you'll sort it out. <laughs> the thumbs up. The thumbs up gets me every time. Because it's implying that. He would be able to see it. Also, when he flies through, when he flies through, when he flies through the bat signal, it just changes colors. <laughs> that's because that's because Nigma altered the colors of the cloud. Oh, okay, he was watching. He just wanted it to look cinematic. I like the battleships bit. 
No, I really do. And I that's another thing that stuck in my memory. The you sunk my battleship. <laughs> also, Robin, my favorite Tony uh, Lee Jones quote. Robin in the Batboat isn't as bad when you remember he drove the Batmobile. So that kind of makes sense. Okay. Sure, but boats and cars don't drive the same. To be fair, boats are boats are considerably easier. I've driven a yacht and I failed my driving test three times. <laughs> <laughs> I've also driven both. Never driven, <laughs> never driven a plane. The slow so. motion, the slow motion ejects is great. Uh huh. That's such a clean suit. I want that so bad. Uh, every suit in this movie. You, you, the thing is, you're talented enough where you could totally make that out of foam. That is not true. That is not true. You absolutely are. Can I, confirm. This uh, is like when you say you're not a good artist, and I'm just right. I want to slap you. And you're better than your suit designs are better Me. than mine, and it sucks. It really does. I like the I like the Midland Two Face sent out a group of their own men underwater to fight them. <laughs> yeah, because they just appear out of nowhere. Yeah, so also that means that they they sent out these guys before they sunk Robin. I like the uh, I like the Phantom Menace um, style respirators, but <laughs> triple the size. I mean, these things are massive on their face. Like, they're so big. Oh, the bat submarine, I forgot. One thing I really like about Riddler's mask in this movie is um, how expressive it is because it's just like fabric on his skin. When he opens his eyes wider or closes them, it's very expressive with his face, which was a really good move for Jim Carrey because he is a, a very facey actor. Yeah, he's very he, expressive. Uh, also, appeared to his... Uh like brows and like under his eye. Right. Here, so Batman just murdered a group of those people. Here's what's weird. The, oh, wait, wait, no, no. The, the best quote of the movie is coming up. Okay, I'll, I'll, I just want to briefly say the, the plane turned into a submarine, but the boat did not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like well, the boat got destroyed. It may or may not have turned into a submarine. Batman was rigging Robin. <laughs> okay, all right. Holy rusted metal. Here it is. Holy rusted metal, Batman. In the ground. It's holy. <laughs> and it's rusted and there's metal. Full of holes. <laughs> it's such an iconic quote. I also like as soon as that scene is done, it like the car the rocks become cardboard. Uh-huh. Well and also, they're in the middle of nowhere by themselves, and he's calling him Robin. But the weirdest thing, like that that scene, as great and it is as clever as it is, and as much as I like it, it's also so weird because he just says, uh, Val Kilmer just goes, what? And then he says, the ground, it's rusted and made of metal, and there's holes in it. And then he goes, oh, and that's it. It just cuts. <laughs> I'm like, it's the most awkward. <laughs> Uh, the Robin costume, the thing I love most about it is the collar. Yes. Um, I, I love that they worked into uh, they worked the collar into it. What'd you say? I love that they worked the collar into it. Like, I, I really, really wow. like that. Because it's like, you know, it, you know, it is the, the Tim Drake design, but it's like that one little bit that's like very Dick Grayson is that collar. And I love it. 
I wish they had done the more, um, I, I mean, I completely understand why, but I wish they had gone with the Dick Grayson R. Yeah. I think it's because like, this one's more like, custom and iconic and easy to market. Right. Because it looks like Robin, and the other one just looks like an R. Right. That I, shot there is beautiful, too. Fiddler and Two-Face. Because this, this, like, the lights and everything, it would drive me insane. Dude, it would give me the biggest headache. It's also just it very um, uh, ineffective. <laughs> like, it serves no purpose. Yeah, it's insane. Also, the Robin Two-Face off is really well done, and it yeah. doesn't deserve to be in this movie. <laughs> no, no, no. It deserves to be in, in one of the Burton movies. It, yeah. It, I mean, it's very similar to, again, Joker, Batman, on, on the gargoyles. Right. I mean, that's that's what they were trying to do. I mean, it's the, it's got that same feeling. Mm. And Tommy Lee Jones is so great. Yes, he's such a good actor. He also doesn't deserve to be in this movie. <laughs> I'd rather see oh, you in jail. That's another great line. Alongside this movie. Uh, you'd know the answer to this question. What are the capes made out of? Because they're clearly too thin to be leather, uh, but they have that leather feel to them. They're... Uh... I think these are casted in urethane, which that makes them like a really, really heavy. Like they're like, uh, what they did was like they molded like a round table uh, and like casted it in like rubber. Gotcha. Okay. That's neat. Okay. So urethane's like a basically kind of a thin, thinner rubber. Right. But it's way heavier. So it's like flex seal. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I don't, like Doc said earlier. Uh, Val Kilmer lost five pounds from in the opening scene alone because the suit was just that heavy. Also, that that right. scene where Batman does all of the gadgety things to make that fall really neat. However, I have no idea what he did. Completely pointless. No, I just don't know what he did to get there. It's 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 edited so poorly. I have no idea how that worked as a kid. I was like, also, what's that? Riddler's outfit just takes such a nosedive. Yes. And he, I always said that the question mark. When did the, he um, change? You think you think his hair kind of making that shape is him like intimidating like the bad ears? It I probably had... is actually. It, it minds, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Telltale, the Telltale Batman game. Uh, spoilers if you want to play that, which I totally recommend. Uh, essentially, Joker becomes your best friend, and he starts wanting to be a vigilante like Batman. So he spikes his hair up in almost that exact same way. To imitate bat ears. I think that's right. I think he is doing uh, I can't think of another of explanation. Okay, but here's the thing. In the scene directly before this, the last scene Riddler was in, which was like 10 minutes ago. Also, the deep voice thing doesn't make any sense, but I'm just going to skip over that for the sake of this. <laughs> his, his hair was significantly shorter, and he was wearing different clothing, and so now he's changed, and his hair is longer? He's got he's to put on a whole act from Nicole Kidman. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> oh, so a neat thing I just found out. Um, so Ben Affleck auditioned for Robin when it was a part in Batman 89. Then Matt Damon auditioned for Robin in this. Really? Yeah. And then obviously Matt Damon went on to play Batman in Batman vs. Superman Justice League in 2017. Right, right. <laughs> right. That's what's that yeah. And Ben Affleck was Robin in Batman v Superman. It was a deleted scene. 
<laughs> then Ben Affleck played Sage uh, Actor playing Thor in Thor Ragnarok. After uh, the thing in then, the Batman movie, man, he, Bruce actually turns that Alfred and says, remember when I was Robin? And then that just ends. Ben Affleck actually played a raging alcoholic. <laughs> I, I heard a thing about Ben Affleck in 89 was Robin, but I didn't think it was true. I I, I write it. Um, I also, I love how if you're dropping into this thing, all you have to do is like very quickly when the floor opens, turn your body horizontally and you would just land. Like <laughs> you wouldn't go through the holes. You'd be fine. All you have to do is just shift your momentum. You go through the hole because it's like the, the glass would shatter and you'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I've got a bit of glass in me. <laughs> how am I going to survive? <laughs> Also, okay, so Two Face know Bruce Wayne's Batman too. Yes, they found out together. To me, darkness is my ally. <laughs> <laughs> How did Christopher Nolan get away with this? <laughs> I would have loved to see Nolan's take on Riddler. Yeah, but we isn't it the thing that he kind of did it when he he wanted to, I think. I think that was his choice for well, he villain. Did, he, did, he did the character in The Dark Knight of the person who wants to expose Bruce Wayne. And his name is Mr. Reese. He's in Mr. Reese. I, I oh. just... Yeah, I don't know. I still just... I want... That's the... That's, oh, this is the, oh, it's the, this is the first time in live action Batman ever had white eyes. And they looked absolutely horrible. <laughs> well, I this is the face melting bit, isn't it? These are. It's supposed to be white eyes. Is that's what they were going for? Yeah, but like it's not. It's not that. It's the, every time they've done it so far. Everybody t- talks like like it's a necessary thing to Batman's character, and like I like it. I want white. Yeah, the face melting doesn't make any sense. Um, and I want white eyes. Believe me. But every time they've done it so far, and they've done it twice, it's looked bad. Like I don't. <laughs> well, technically, technically they did it in BVS. On a yeah, but that doesn't screen. count. <laughs> also, how great would it be if in this they just tasmed it and Robin just snapped his neck at the bottom of the First, this is also very rough green screen. Like, very yeah. rough green yeah. screen. I'm seeing it. <laughs> um,. But I forgot how many like shining through things both this and Batman versus Robin Batman and Robin had. Uh-huh. Also, do, but, does does Robin just not have any grapples on his suit cuz he got his arms free. So does he just not have any grapples? Or he No, Batman didn't trust him with that. He he trusted him with driving the bat boat. <laughs> but no grappling hook. Yeah, also, how did how did Chase get to their level? Because he strung her up a long, long time before he caught Robin. Uh-huh. To Daredevil? And how did Two-Face get down there? I don't... I've got so many questions. Yeah. So many questions. You always have I really like the ears on this bat suit. I just want to make that comment real quick. See, um, I thought it was one of the least parts of the, the, the costume. Ah, the I love I it. I like the thick, uh, almost knife-shaped ears. I love them. I like and they're the, the perfect length, too. Oh, there's... So, is that... Yeah, he 
Would you guys think he intentionally like killed Two Face in this scene? I'm gonna go no. Also, I've just noticed it was self-defense. Had arm embedded onto his forehead. Yeah, you didn't notice that. The first time. No, I've never seen that before. That's one of the. It's one of the weirder elements of the costume, but at the same time, the current Robin, which like, is in the Dark Moody universe, has tiny R's all over his costume, so it's fine. I was just about to mention that. See, I like the R on the forehead almost. I, I like it in this movie, but I wouldn't like it anywhere else. So what this, a shot this, to uh, have that coin just directly land on his palm. Oh yeah. Also, this this scene with Jim Carrey, like the makeup, the prosthetics to make him look disgusting, are done really well. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. But, yeah, so do you guys think that he killed Two-Face? Because I, I wouldn't have said so. I mean, I don't think he could have participated, like, him falling because of it. Right, like, my question is, what else would have happened? Like, what was Batman expecting? I don't think well, he was I, I think anticipating he, the yeah. fall. No, I think he thought he'd get confused, which would give Batman time to get there and, like, punch him out. Right. Well, also, I, neat. I also fact, think it was the first time Arkham Asylum ever gets seen in live action. Neat. I didn't know that. Um, my my thought is it's more of a self defense thing. He throws the coins um, to avoid being killed by Two Face, and like if he dies, he dies. But he doesn't kill him on purpose. That's my that's my thought. Also, is this actually Tim Burton? I feel like it is. I feel like that's a thing. <laughs> I have no clue. Is it? I mean, it doesn't look like Tim Burton. <laughs> so I'm going to go with no. <laughs> oh, maybe he's included as like a reference to Tim Burton. I, I think that's what it is. He's supposed to be like, he's supposed, I think his name, even on his name tag says Tim or something. Um, well, Burton was a producer on the movie. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like a reference to Tim Burton, but it's not played by Tim Burton. Because Tim Burton was too good for this movie. Right. Um, you don't. <laughs> Tim Burton gets a director cameo in a movie he didn't even direct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doctor. Hey, Zach Snyder did it. Uh, Dr. Burton is his name. Yeah, yeah. So he, that's a definite reference to Tim Burton. Right. My boy Timmy. I didn't realize, and I don't know how I didn't, but Tim Drake is actually named after Tim Burton. Yeah. And I had never put those two together until Colin told me about that. I did not know that. (laughs) Drake debuted in 1989. Yeah. It's just really neat that that they did that. And I I don't know how I'd ever picked up on that, but it's a thing. (laughs) Also, there's this huge gate... And yet, for some reason, a door right beside it to leave the <laughs> asylum. I, I've never... You know, if Batman used that instead of the gate in the Arkham Asylum <laughs> game, things might have gone a lot more smoothly. Because she's a hard out. Also, I like how him and Chase have a make-out session and Alfred's just there like, hmm. <laughs> Alfred likes to watch. <laughs> Alfred's a cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh here we go mm. this is iconic oh absolutely I thought you were talking about the scene the makeout scene for a second I'm just kidding <laughs> the makeout scene is iconic yeah the uh, I wish they had started the, the running in front of the flashlight thing in returns or 89 
That way you could have it as like this nice complete thing where like you have Batman running in front of it and then you have Batman and Robin running in front of it and then you have Batman, Robin and Batgirl running in front of it. Like I just, I wish they had done that. But my favorite thing yeah. about it in this movie is how the bat ears wobble because they're made out of rubber. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> they just bad. wobble back it's and like, forth. It's like he's wearing a mask that doesn't quite fit on the head and it's, it's almost going to fall off. Right. Wow. What a movie. Oh, what a movie! It, I will say this is this is absolutely the best movie we've seen on the semi-pro film show so far. I see John Favreau in the credits as assistant. Oh, my favorite project consultant, Bob Kane. Don the Dragon Wilson was in this movie. Um, Don Wilson. Yeah, Don the Dragon did Wilson. They push the whop, did they push the whopper button? Apparently. <laughs> but yeah, no. This so this movie. Um, it's it's in terms of all of the Batman movies, it's it's not the worst. I, I mean, Batman and Robin is this movie and Batman and Robin get um, grouped together. Batman and Robin is so much worse than this movie. Right. Well, see, in my eyes, Batman and Robin so much better, but that's because it's such. It's such a not movie that it's so good. See, this one I think uh, ha has more of the funny camp to it instead of just camp camp. Um, like Batman and Robin. Well, I also enjoy Batman and Robin, but it's more because of nostalgia. I enjoyed this movie more based out of like actual respect for what they were trying to do. Not what they did, but what they were trying to do. Um, and there's a lot of just little nuggets in this that are just great, uh, including costume design, um, which is get goes off the rails as far as the next one goes. But like you said, definitely the best movie we've watched on here so far. Because <laughs> the only thing we have we to compare it to Superman for next time we're watching Sir Billy. We're not I guess so, that's... Bobby, what do you think of the movie? Yeah. What do I think? Gosh, golly. I think it's holy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess it happened. You know, like... <laughs> You're the uh, expert. You're the Robin expert. So why don't you tell us, like... Um, on on, as on as the Robin as, scale, where as, did this fall? Yeah, origin stories for Robin goes. Do they did a, I mean, I think they did a good job adapting it to live action. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, like you said, it's more of like a they just Gordon just kind of handed off to Grayson instead of like, oh, Bruce Wayne is adopting a ward, you know, like whatever, which is fine and realistic. Uh, like I said, or I haven't said this, but um, <laughs> I, I was talking to a friend about it. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, Robin is a character that's always changing and always getting new interpretations. So for them to do what they did, like, doesn't strike me like a weird. Like, it's it's fine, you know. Like, uh, you know, Robin's the one character that you can do something different with, and most Robin fans won't really mind. Well, that's so because I, there aren't all that many strictly Robin fans. I don't think. Um, right. Well, fans of like Nightwing and. Right. You know, it's almost like the I, Superman thing where tons of people like Superman, but he's he's not all that many people's favorite character. So you can take more liberties with him, um, which sucks for the people who, you know, it is their favorite character. Um, 
but you kind of get used to it over time. Yeah, I mean, overall, I like the movie. It, it's a solid enough movie. It's nice to watch with a couple of buddies and poke fun at. It's got a good bit of nostalgia to it. Uh, it has, for me. it has charm. That's what I'll say about it. But uh, I think that's all we really can say about it. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this commentary. I'm sure we have. I didn't. Uh, I hated every second of it. Colin, why don't you just before uh, before we end it, why don't you plug your stuff real quick? Um, my Instagram is Bob and Colin B O B B I N C O L I N. Uh, you can find me there if you don't know me. Um, I do cosplay stuff, and uh, that's kind of it. He's one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. Uh, he's- uh, <laughs> he's a he's a great buddy, uh, and he is the you know I'm one of the only people whose favorite character is Superman, and he's one of the only people whose favorite character is Robin, um, and so that's why we had him on to do this. We've been meaning to have him on the podcast for a while, so we will have him on in the future to just do a normal podcast episode. Uh, but we thought while we're doing some of these commentary track things, we might as well go ahead and have him on. So thanks for thanks for stopping by. Well, uh, gosh, golly gee, it was my pleasure, pal. (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for watching. We'll see you on the next uh, semi-pro film show.